Chapter 31 Now, Beloved One Rain smashed onto the cobblestone streets of Starside. The sound filled Kyla's ears like the crash of waves onto shore. The constant attack on all her senses numbed her mind, and the chill sapped all feeling from her fingers. She hugged Nax's limp body to her chest and stumbled after Rajin. Ahead, somewhere in the blurry darkness, a great bell clanged from the bell tower of Ori. Exhaustion pulled at Kyla's legs and arms. Nax's small body felt like an iron weight in her arms. It's just ahead, Rajin said. Kyla climbed the steps. A door creaked open and warm air washed over her. The glow of firelight engulfed her as she stepped out of the rain. She had never been in the baths of Ori before. This was a public space where anyone could come to ask the sensuals for comfort. The famed dome of the gentle goddess arched overhead, the ceiling covered with a dizzying fresco. The circular hall, bordered by gilded columns, held three baths, birth, breath, death. The waters were still, lit from below by murkus lights. Braziers burned around the periphery, sending a flickering light along the tapestried walls. A sensual sat behind a desk near the door, scribbling notes into a journal. Two novitiates, both young and strong, stood behind her. At Kyla's entry, the sensual stood and set down her quill. Ori welcomes all who seek her aid. And she expects to be paid, Kyla thought, automatically finishing the truism common in cheapskate. We are novitiates, Rajan said. His stolen clothes were soaked and clung to his skin. The damp matted his hair, turning it dark. The sensual's left brow arched. Then what are you doing out and about at night? We escaped, but Kyla needs help. Kyla's body trembled. Now that they no longer moved, the chill had seeped into her bones. The sensual saw the cat, took a step back. Oh, dear. We must see the voluptuary, now. Rajin went to the woman's desk and rang the glass bell that stood atop it, sending up a jangling chime that made Kyla wince. She couldn't let go of the Mercus vision, even as exhausted as she was. Stop that, boy, the sensual said. The voluptuary isn't in the habit of granting audiences to rule-breaking novitiates who drag in drowned vermin. It's her cat. She needs... This is very irregular. Get that horrid beast out of here. Kyla's lips trembled. Please, sensual. A new voice rose in the dome chamber, filling it with command. Bring her over here immediately. The voluptuary strode in, flanked by Senzrena and two more sensuals Kyla had never seen before. And Finta. We felt it, the voluptuary said. We did not know what it signified, but we anticipated that you may need a cot. Kyla didn't know what to feel. She didn't trust the woman, but she needed her help. Nax needed her help. She couldn't form a thought, let alone an intelligible word. Finta rushed forward, hands out. She scooped the cat from Kyla's arms. Drowned, the woman's voice cracked. No, I gave her Phila. I had hoped. Finta's eyes snapped up. The voluptuary inhaled a surprised gasp. They both shared a quick glance. Finta gently laid the cat on a side table, stroked her damp fur. She pressed her ear to the cat's body. Growing cold, maybe too much Phila. Through pure will, Kyla focused all her Mercus attention on Nax. She listened, watched, felt the air around the creature. 
There, the heartbeat, ever so soft, separated by long stillness, each beat no more than the single flap of a butterfly's wings. She still lives, Kyla said. She offered the only explanation she could form. Iron in the blood. Senzrena folded a blanket around Kyla's shoulders and tried to guide her to a cot. I must stay with Nax. Allow Finta's song to do her work, child. Rajan was speaking to the voluptuary, explaining what had happened among the thinnies, but leaving out many details. Just that they had tried to drown Nax. My bag, Finta said, snapping her fingers. If Kyla hadn't known better, she would have assumed Finta was in charge of the place. The voluptuary stood back, allowing her sister to work. Two sensuals rushed forward, one carrying a leather bag, the other a thick towel. Finta wrapped the cat in the towel. She rummaged through her bag and pulled out several vials, jars, and tins of powder. She busied herself mixing ingredients, the whole time talking to herself. Finally, she turned to Kyla. This is the best I can do. Finta had a tiny dab of white cream on the tip of her finger. A concentration of a very exotic leaf. Taken in a larger dose than this, it would keep a sailor alive and full of vigor for a week without a bite of food. For next, we can only allow the vapor to enter her lungs. Then it is hopeless, the voluptuary said. The cat hasn't drawn a breath since arriving here. And from what young Reginaltis said, she hasn't drawn a breath for half an hour. The phyllis slowed her bodily functions, Finta said. There is hope still, but she must breathe the vapor. Kyla didn't need to know more. She reached out to Nax, again searching for the touch of the cat's mind inside of hers. But Nax was too deeply asleep, her spirit too far beneath the surface of life. Kyla sensed the voluptuary's presence behind her. The woman whispered, This is harder than unlocking the door in the Rose Hall. But I've felt what you did among the thinnies. You can do this. Kyla didn't know what she needed to do. When she focused, she could see the iron in Nax's blood. It moved through the cat's veins ever so slowly. But heating her blood would do no good. Involuntary flashes of what happened when she heated the Rat Queen's blood made her sway. She shoved all that aside. An idea sprang to mind. Nax could share her vision and hearing with Kyla. She frequently shared the feelings in her body. She did it voluntarily. Kyla needed to do those things now, on purpose. She stopped searching for the feeling of Nax's mind in hers. Now she sought Nax's body. She gently pulled back one of Nax's eyelids, saw the cat's pupil contract against the intrusion of light. Kyla stopped breathing. She stopped thinking. Instinct had to guide her to do what her thinking mind couldn't grasp. She returned to the subtle world, where the senses touched her mind without the interference of naming. She pressed both hands to the cat's body imagined her warmth spreading into the animal. Like a shirt button slipping into a buttonhole, something in her joined to Nax. A sense of deep calm and emptiness swept through her. Kyla hadn't drawn a breath for a minute, maybe two. Hold open her eyelids, she whispered to Finta. 
Her own voice came to her from a great distance. Kyla closed her eyes. Darkness. And then light. Kyla saw through Nax's eyes. She saw Finta's gnarled knuckles very close. Beyond, the old woman's arms stretched away and away. Her wrinkled face was set in sorrowful pity, lips pressed tight. Every sensation in the cat's body found a home in Kyla's. The cold, the pain, the residue of terror. Kyla's heartbeat slowed. Barely coming to her awareness, hands gripped her and held her upright. Someone shouted that she was dying. Still connected to Nax, Kyla's body lifted as sensuals carried her to a cot. Someone patted her face. All this was a whisper of a breeze against Kyla's awareness, for she resided within Nax, their hearts one, no separation. Urgency flooded Kyla. Just as she had longed for breath beneath the lake, she longed for it now. Come, beloved one, Kyla sent. Come with me. Kyla's body was Nax's body. She inhaled through her nose, her chest rising. Sweetness streamed into her. The sensuals gasped. Rajan swore. By Ori's loving heart, she did it, the voluptuary said. I've never seen such a thing. Kyla continued to breathe with Nax, in and out. One more, child, Finta said. On the next inhale, a spicy aliveness entered Kyla's nose. Her eyes popped open, the hairs on her body stood up. She leapt up from a cot, not remembering being put on it. Vigorous chills passed in waves across her skin, while heat blossomed in her chest and throat. She fell backward. Rajan caught her. Her heart slammed against her ribs and her breath heaved. All the exhaustion of her trials had turned to supreme awareness. She hadn't felt so alive since descending from the roof of Ori's bell tower. It's the vapor of Sija, Finta said. Distance yourself from Nax. Kyla had no choice. The jittery insanity of Finta's concoction threatened to send her into convulsions. As she released her close affinity with Nax, the feeling faded. She breathes on her own now. Fintus said. She lives. The Sisha rush drained from Kyla's limbs, leaving her even more exhausted than before. Someone wrapped an arm around her, held her up. Rajan collected necks, still bundled in a blanket and a towel. He followed as Senzrena guided Kyla through a series of hallways and stairs, back to the novitiate's ward. There, Senzrena helped Kyla undress and put her to bed. Rajan came in, placed Nax in Kyla's arms. He smiled at her, bent close, and kissed her cheek. Good night, thief. Kyla couldn't answer, for the surface of wakefulness was already far above her.